0: last
1: episode of season two how are we here right now
2: i don't know (laughs) i literally don't know last episode of season two season three on the way and we got jewish journal we got Almost into August. We got Chosen Festival coming up. We got a lot going on. A lot going on. And you might see that we might look similar. This might be one of the first intros that we have recorded. Yeah, Um, Marla and I tend to not look so great when we record these, but we sound amazing. But today we are repping our Yonati's anti anti semitism Club shirts, mm-hmm. um, a brand we super vibe with. We love the mission and they have amazing stuff for everything we want to do. And why not support not supporting anti-Semitism on our podcast, Schmuck Boys?
1: Exactly. Libby hitting the nail on the head. If this is, if I had like a t-shirt to like describe my personality, it would be this. If I had this in May of 2021, I would have rocked it every day. It would have been perfect. I'm rocking the short sleeve tee. Libby's rocking the long sleeve. There's sweatshirts. I honestly, it's actually, I'm not even just saying this. It's, I put it on and immediately. I was like, oh, it's, it's cozy. It's comfy. No,
2: literally the quality, the quality is great. Yeah. Like, This is a shirt that you would want to wear around, loud and proud at a Jewish event. Maybe a first date. I don't know. Maybe the first date is
1: like a workout date.
2: Yeah. Like a walk. Maybe not a bar. Can we just talk about these for a second? They sent us hats. I got a Cholent hat and Marla got a bagel hat. Bagel
1: cream cheese, obviously.
2: So on brand. We are loving this. I'm obsessed with chillant, obsessed with bagels. But we had to be like a little different. We couldn't be so obnoxiously matching. So I'm long sleeve. She's short sleeve. Yeah. I'm chillin'. She's bagel. Either way, this is something you want in your wardrobe. So make sure you check out Tees on Instagram, the link in their bio. Make sure you hit them up. Make sure you tell them you heard about it from Schmuck Boys. And yeah, let like me sad, like,
1: if you're into wearing and repping your Judaism, I feel like most Jews are into repping their Judaism. Like, we wear Jewish jewelry on our mirror rings, necklaces, like, whatever it is, we always love to rock our culture. And. Rock stuff that just like connects to Judaism because it's it's fun. And also you see someone out and they're like wearing something Jewish, and you're like, oh my God, like are you Jewish? Because I'm Jewish connection. It. Yeah. So you know Loki,
2: we'll always have a soft spot for them because this is our first ever Schmuck boys sponsor. Ooh. What a way to close out. Um, but yeah, make sure you check them out. There will definitely be more Jonate's things to come.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure.
2: So check it out. I actually
1: I literally wore this to the beach this weekend playing volleyball. It was great. My friends were like, is that a bagel? And I was like, mm, Yes, it is. You it? Yes.
2: Okay. I love that.
1: But yeah. So what else? Yeah. So it's the end of season two, which is crazy. Like time just like where we were a year ago was just like such a different place. I mean, like out yeah. in New York. I and was we're like
2: meeting the guests in person now that we've talked to.
1: Yeah, now we're getting to, like, actually meet people in person. Um, Yeah, Libby, do you have any, like, favorite moments that maybe come to mind from this past season, whether it's something that's on the podcast or something that happened as a result of the podcast?
2: Yeah, I feel like, first of all, the Jewish journal (laughs) part of us was a huge highlight. Yeah. Um, And then two in particular jonah platt coming on and just being such an amazing supporter throughout um sharing our clips and being part of the jewish journal conversation in the article and then getting to be in person was amazing it was a real full circle moment and then Mm -hmm. same with eliza being able to have her on within like that day and then go to a gala with her the following day those are like some highlights for me but we I don't know everything has been so great about this season that makes me more excited for the following seasons to come I feel like people are really understanding us as a brand and what we're trying to do and yeah
1: no I I totally agree with you and it's funny because I think we've had so many great guests we have a lot of great guests on our list that we want to bring on next season and I've had people ask me and I'm sure they've asked you too where for certain guests they're like how did you get in contact with them and it's just like I don't like we just uh, being in the Jewish community but also obviously being in like media spaces you just like are able to connect with people and meet with people and I think we're always just like as long
2: as they're open (laughs) what as long as they're open to it yeah you don't ask you wouldn't know
1: yeah yeah yeah, for sure you always have to, you know like we can't just assume they would want to do it. But I think that's just like it, it, The our ability as like a somewhat smaller podcast to bring on these Jews that are so like successful in their career or great at whatever they're working on. Just, I feel like speaks to how like as Jews, we're just like there for each other as a community, you right. know? And that like, if we, if we are able to get in contact with someone that's like big in their career, they don't look at us as like, Oh, you're some like small podcast that just starting out. Like we don't want to talk to you. They're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like I'd love to be a part of that. And I think that's just so beautiful like about what we've been able to build with our podcast yeah. so far is partially because of that. Um, yeah, there's been so many great moments. I feel like having Jewish, all the Jewish matchmaking cast on or some of the cast on was, was just so fun. so fun just to like, cause our episodes aren't always, you know, um, necessarily like interviewing guests that are in the news like in that moment so it was fun to be able to like have that kind of like energy going um yeah I don't know any I guess we're just we're looking forward to season three and we have it's gonna be bigger better excited
2: so excited get ready and send some names because the most is possible right now and able to start with big names yeah bigger we can go from all different types of ranges the fact that people are like asking to be on the podcast now is like whoa like we are actually overwhelmed with names yeah amazing and we can't wait to like I feel like when you first start content
3: Mm -hmm.
2: like when I first started I was like I don't think I'm gonna have enough videos to like or ideas to make more videos Mm -hmm. and now I'm like Oh, I don't know if we'll have enough people to like record, but boom, like proving yourself wrong each time.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, with the new season, maybe we'll come up with new like segment ideas. Well, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And I'm excited to see how it goes. Yes. And yeah, before we get into our guest this week, who is amazing, we obviously want to give you our normal updates, anything exciting that's maybe going on. Libby, anything, anything to share?
2: Um, I would say that Jack has mastered the max salad recipe. Um, so hit him up for all your max salad needs. He has cultivated a great recipe tastes really good. I'm trying to think of anything else big that's happened
1: Oh, how the wait, did the Hadassah thing already happen, right?
2: Yes. Oh, that, ha- you're right.
1: That? Yeah.
2: that happened. That happened. That was an amazing conversation with Miriam. Um, I loved it. My mom's Hadassah friends were all there. They're actually, they love the conversation so much, they want to make me a Hadassah member for life. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored. <laughs> wait, that's amazing. But I lo- I loved it. I had the best time. And now honestly, I'm in like chosen festival mode
1: oh yeah yeah you want to talk about that for a minute
2: yes august 8th chosen comedy festival coney island also july 29th this weekend Catskills. um if you go to the coney island one and you want a discount feel free to use a code libby l-i-b-b-y my name if you don't know how to spell it i'm insulted by now <laughs> um There will be amazing comedians all night. There will be kosher food. There will be a pre-party, a post-party. Get as involved as you want to get. All influencers, welcome. Reach out to us. Um, Yeah, that's the Tea on Chosen. I'm really excited. Second time in New York. um, And the one-year anniversary that I met Ali, which is how we got connected with Jewish Journal. And everything's full
3: circle.
2: Oh my God,
1: that's so true. That's so true, yeah. There's a lot of full circle things happening in my life too. Like a year ago, I had to buy a car. I bought a car and here I am buying another car since I told you car. A year ago, I moved from, I moved, I moved apartments and now I'm moving apartments again. I'm staying in LA.
2: almost your birthday.
1: Yeah. Literally all happening at the same time. Um, But yeah, it's exciting. A lot going on. My family's coming to visit me in Los Angeles. Um, We're going to, they'll be here for my birthday. We're going to, you know, explore a little bit of LA, do some national parks, which will be really fun. And then the day before they fly back to New York, I'm like, hey, uh, you guys want to help me move apartments? They're like, nope, but we'll gosh. do it.
2: <laughs> they're like, no, not down.
1: The, the very first day and the very last day they're here, they're helping me. My dad's going to help me tomorrow with like finalizing my car. And then on the very last day, he's going to help me move.
2: Oh my gosh. My <laughs> Dad um, goals. Shout out to Marla's dad.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. And just like, I can't believe it's already almost August. Like, I remember like a month ago being like, oh my God, my first LA summer. Like, it's going to be so crazy. So fun. Like, party wilding. And, and August, it
2: goes like, by so fast. Yeah.
1: Well, the funny thing is, honestly, like, I have been socializing. I have been having fun. But like I've been saying, I just haven't been drinking as much. So I haven't been going yeah. out. But I don't know. Like, I'm still socializing, but just like in a different way. So I haven't been going to like a ton of like i guess crazy summer parties like i thought it would but i'm still having a good time i'm still having fun um going to the beach a lot which is nice and i do have i would say um some things cooking in the dating department but um, oh my
2: god is she sharing
1: i'm not sharing it's very new and early and i don't really want to like and we were, expecting, really details, it. We were yeah,
3: expecting
1: yeah there's not really details to share if there's details to share you guys will find out season three um uh, i'm gonna put i'm pulling like a a a or serena serena kerrigan where i'm just not gonna talk about it and all of a sudden you just post them and you're like oh, what like i feel like all <laughs> of the that follow those no actually, it was so like, oh, funny
2: live did it's so subtly that she ended up posting her boyfriend. And since she also does like the. Um, oh yeah. Posting singles. People bought post single. Single, pe- She had to like apologize to the internet. She was like, oh my God, like leave it to me to like make it seem like my boyfriend was up for sale. Like, oops, guys, I'm sorry. It's yeah. not. <laughs> I thought literally. that was so funny. So
1: funny. So funny. I literally
2: responded. I was like, only you. Like only <laughs> like <laughs> no hot neighbor is my boyfriend.
1: I know literally so funny um but yeah if it's very it's we're new it's early. I'm not not sharing anything, but I'll just say that um if it goes well, you'll find out in season three and if it doesn't go well, you'll also find out in season three, but you'll just have to wait until season three.
2: yeah guys Marla um, will will open up a lot more season yeah three, so yeah one.
1: hopefully it'll be good to share and not bad because although realistically if everything's going full circle then it then that then this should also go down <laughs> because of what happened with medical school guy? Ah. no I'm kidding. I'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding
2: don't give yourself bad voodoo before. no no I, I, I do believe in karma i'm just kidding and it's your birthday do you have any goals Do you have any plans
1: um i am having a party at my friend's house which i'm excited about um just like classic house party vibes i didn't want to deal with people having to like get in line at a bar and pay for drinks this is just easier more fun have a friend a couple friends that are going to dj and yeah i'm excited it's i can't believe i'm turning 27 like i feel like i was like 23 yesterday like i don't wait
2: hold up i met you at 25 or 24
1: i think we met when you were 23 and i was 25 yeah We met, we met two years ago you were 23 and i was 25 you now- were filming
2: on my yeah. roof and now i'm the age you were
1: yeah like crazy
2: time <laughs> just like it flies it f- really does fly it's not looking crazy. forward to the health insurance um uh-huh. but you can get it through work <laughs> yeah right?
3: like
1: um yeah it's crazy like your 20s just fly by but. I really do feel like it's interesting to think about like how much like dating and, and your perspective just changes like from your early 20s to as you enter your late 20s. Like right. I think you just like learn a lot, which is I feel like helpful. And it almost when I think about it, it makes sense now that when I was trying to date seriously at 25 or 20, 24, 25, I'm not surprised. It was harder to find someone because the mentality of like men in the 24, 25 is like, still not serious. Now I'm like 27. So guys that I'm dating are like 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. So like they have a more serious mindset. And of course there's still guys that age and older that aren't serious. But right. I feel like now being a little bit older, I'm like, okay, I can kind of see why when I was trying to date seriously at 24, 25, I couldn't because like, it just guys were not in that mindset the way that they are when they're a little bit older, I would say.
2: Yeah. It's not easy to get a guy to think a certain way. It's funny because guys really take advantage of knowing that they're the ones that like put the ring on it Mm -hmm. and get to decide the timeline. Because and I'm not saying it doesn't happen and I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but mostly girls aren't the ones proposing. Yeah. So. It's just funny because like they take like that one moment that they have and they're like, mm-mm-mm, <laughs> like, calls on me. Yeah. But, like, the second you have that, it's like, yeah, the girl's gonna run the life, I feel like.
1: Yeah, that's the joke. Is like, In yeah, they're, that's the joke. Yeah. Yeah, like, once they're engaged or married, like, the girls run it, so they take forever to, to pop the question. Yeah,
2: they're like, they're like, I'm gonna hold on to this moment forever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just, it is interesting to me because I have friends out here that are, in their guy friends in their mid thirties, and they're not. And some of them are not at all like ready to like settle down. They're focused on work. You ask them why? Um, I, it's mostly about work. And 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 a couple of friends that I have in mind are like in actually uh, they're in similar careers, but like not totally the same. I think a lot of it's just feeling like they, yeah, they they want to figure out stuff with their work first. They just they don't feel like they could dedicate the time. I feel it's a very familiar, like, you know, familiar topic that like people hear about and talk about is that men feel the need to be secure in a certain way in their career financially before dating. Um, which on one hand I understand, but I also feel like if you if you are waiting too long, you're gonna, then you're gonna be like 40. Um uh, right. it's funny because I have I have a guy friend that's in his like early 30s and he's like trying to figure out a situation with a girl and I'm like for, i'm like you're 30 you're i'm not just age you're in your ex age like your ex you time age. like i don't i don't want to give any information about it but basically i'm no,
2: like don't you blow have, anyone's spot yeah, like, you
1: have time like to figure like if it's not working out you have time you're only in your early 30s like you can dip out and you'll be fine now if i was giving advice to a uh, crazy thing if if i was giving you advice of a girlfriend that was that age I don't know if I'd give the same advice like I might be like I might be like give it a little bit longer see if it like works out but it's crazy that we like have those different mentalities but it just obviously yeah it goes back to like the whole thing of us feeling like we have a timer and 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 men don't and whether it's fair or unfair it's not really this about that's just kind of like the I mean how it it's better now than it used to be you know I feel like yeah can have kids I
2: think too, people but. are taking more time than they used to. Like there was such a rush to get married a lot mm-hmm. younger and now it's like the opposite and people are like yeah. really focusing on their individual time, which I also think is a good thing, but you're going to have your cons in both situations. Like if you get married really early, which everyone was forcing to, like maybe mm-hmm. they realized they didn't actually love each other. Right. And now it's like, oh, so much time for yourself, so much time for yourself, like make sure you love yourself that then that has its own issues to it also, because then some mm-hmm. people themselves that they don't need anyone at all
1: right well I feel like yeah once you get to a, a certain age there's not an exact age but maybe a, a certain point in your life it kind of you have two factors you're either so set in your ways that now it's like harder for you to incorporate someone into your life because you're set in your ways or you get to a point where you're kind of like you've you've stuck it out this long to find what you're looking for that you're almost like too picky and you don't want to like
2: it's also like a defense mechanism to be like I'm fine on my own yeah you can be fine on your own and i believe you Mm -hmm. but like it takes like a certain like thing to like let someone in too yeah and i was like that at one point too i'm like yeah i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine but like you should still leave like a little space in case someone wants to come in yeah yeah i mean i totally and that's not gonna make you not fine just for letting someone in like yeah i mean we're gonna do an episode on defense mechanisms in the dating world That's a great idea.
1: Honestly, I think Libby, you're totally right. And obviously it's interesting because I, even though I do think it's possible for people to be fine on their own and like not need a partnership at the same time, we're we're, at the end of the day, like we're humans, humans like thrive off of connection, off of community. Like it tends to be, I feel like there's, I've heard about different studies or research where it's like humans that have less community, less connections, less, you know, things of that nature struggle more so i think it's interesting like i'm sure people can be fine on their own but i think it's scientifically speaking like hard for you to be really on your own for like a for a long period of time because as humans we just gravitate towards having community around
2: yeah and usually people who are in situations like that they they go to therapy and they like talk Mm -hmm. it out there's like a deep rooted reason yeah like you're pushing people away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's really fascinating. But guys, you are about to hear from someone so funny, so kind, so beautiful, so cool, literal goals. Okay. Steph Younger, you must listen straight throughout because she has such insight to share. And we also talk about mental health in there, too, which is like a good segue to everything we're talking about here and learning how to take a break, whether it be with dating or whether it be with social media, your career. Um, so let us know what you guys think. Thank you for listening to season two. And we love you and we're not going away, even though we're waiting to start season three. So.
1: It's not goodbye. It's see you later.
2: Yeah, literally. Keep hitting us up. Keep sending us dating stories. Schmuck boys are in for a treat for today. Guys, our guest today, Stephanie Younger, a.k.a. Stefatska, on Instagram, is your classic triple threat of an actor, comedian, and writer. You probably know her from her hilarious and on-point impressions on social media. She writes and performs on her own sketches which have helped her following and fandom grow exponentially. Please welcome our guest and friend Steph. Ooh. That was beautiful.
4: Ooh. Not like not about myself just your cadence and everything. It sounded like a song.
2: Listen, that's how that's how I feel. It's like your aura, you know. It's the vibe you bring. Thanks. And See this me- is
4: exciting because this will be
1: we're like ending season two with a bang. Cause this is going to be our last episode of the season. You know, we started out strong. We want to end strong. We want to yes. leave the
4: listeners wanting so much more because it's, it was such a great last guest and a great last Oh episode, yeah. So. I love it. I love ending things by banging them.
0: <laughs> Schmuck boys. <laughs> Maybe we should start a podcast. That's myself. a good segue to learning about her date nights of the week. Am I right? <laughs> so did they end with a bang too? <laughs> have you ever talked about any schmuck girls? You know,
2: um, the guys who have come on have certainly given opinions. Yeah,
4: <laughs> they don't matter. They don't. They they don't matter. Only we matter.
2: Exactly. But yes, please give us a relationship update of the week that can consist of a fun little date you went on, vacation, something cute you did. It could include a story of how you and your husband
4: met. So, relationship update of the week, I'm still married this week, oh, thank God.
2: Everyone in the everyone listening who's like, "Oh, oh
4: man." <laughs> <laughs> No, because sometimes like he'll do things where I'm like are we still together I don't know like on a plane like he'll fall asleep and I'm like are you dreaming without me <laughs> you, your fall like who is she what are you dreaming yeah. about is it and a fun God
2: forbid you not tag him in one of your stories on Instagram I saw he was upset about that
4: he gets so salty and I'm like first of all you don't even you don't even repost it so <laughs> why does it matter Do you want to have post-wars? I don't know, but it was so funny that he got upset. But yeah, I'm still married. Um, It's so funny that I always make the joke like, oh, he's dreaming, who is she? I literally could care less. I would care more if he was like, I had a dream where I went into Pandora, like from Avatar. And I'm like, you went to Pandora without me. That is so messed up. Like I would be more upset about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Or like sometimes we'll just be sitting and he hasn't, you know, kissed me in like thirty minutes, and I'm like, "Are we still dating? I don't know. Uh, do you, do you still like me? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, are we, are we still doing this? Are we cool? like, are, yeah, we're good. Are we on the yeah. same page? What yeah. are we? <laughs> but everything this week has been great. We're still married, so yeah.
2: It's like a week by week basis.
4: Yeah, I would say so.
2: And so you guys <laughs> went on a trip recently, also.
4: We did. I went to Italy for my first time. It was amazing. I will say something controversial on here.
2: You're gonna say something about pasta.
4: Did I already tell you this?
2: No, but I just you said controversial (laughs) in Italy and I'm scared.
4: I everyone's like, oh the food, oh the food. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And what I will say is the food there is fantastic, like quality ingredients delicious simple quality uh, incredible like their pasta is different from our pasta amazing i can't eat pasta like that every day like i i don't care how uncultured this sounded i wanted buffalo hot wings more than i have ever wanted them in my life when i was in italy like i everywhere uh, like the only salad i could get was a niçoise salad which i'm fine with but like uh, it just you know I, I was over it. Like I went to Italy and I had Greek food in Italy. Do you know what How I mean? How long were yeah. you there? We were there for two and a half weeks, but then we were in Europe for a week before I was in Europe a week before. Yoni has been like there for a while, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm much more of a Mediterranean cuisine than mm-hmm. the. And I was over people. Everybody was like, "Oh, the food," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." It was pizza and pasta, and it was great but mama needs her vegetables and not <laughs> burrata doesn't count as a salad. I will make that a t-shirt. Like that is not a nutritious salad. That is tomato and creamed mozzarella. It's
2: in salad section every single time.
4: I know they trick you. They're like, it's healthy. And I'm like, no, it's not. And I don't know how all of you guys are skinny. Somebody asked me on
0: on Instagram they're like are you pregnant I'm like no but thank you for that reality check thank you so much no uh, I'm like no it's the burrata and the pizza and the pasta but thank you thank you so much oh my god wait so I'm what I'm wondering is have you had wings since you came back Bitch, I had them the night I came back. <laughs> I got them from Jeff's Gourmet, keeping a kosher baby, and I ordered them, and they were—they were okay, but they satisfied what I needed them yeah. to. Do. <laughs> Poor Jeff. Poor Jeff. The plane landed.
4: And before you even texted anyone that you were home safe, you were like, I'm ordering the ways. I don't text people that I'm home safe. I text my family. I don't want people to know where I am. No, that's what I mean. Like like the classic texting your family, like landed. Yeah. Landed. You know, that's it. Here's the thing. I'm a very big fan of Jeff's gourmet sausage on Pico. I'm a very big advocate. That would be one of my dream partnerships. Okay. However, their chicken wings are not meaty. They are not meaty wings. Mm-hmm. I like a meaty wing. Mm-hmm. This was a lot of the flavor was delicious. Mm-hmm. So what's up? That was, <laughs> my,
0: that was my Italy that was
3: okay, my so we off the vacation.
2: She's still married, not pregnant. yeah, uh, yeah. loves wings yeah Basta's okay burrata's not salad um yeah. steph what yeah. did you always
4: dream of doing when you were younger <laughs> i dreamed of just
0: shitting on italian food as a critic that was my dream also stuff, you did it <laughs> um <laughs> okay, fine. We
4: were talking seriously. When I was younger, I always liked entertaining and performing. Mm-hmm. And I liked making people laugh a lot. I remember when I made my mom laugh, I was like, oh my God, I want to do that for the rest of my life. And my mm-hmm. mom would always say, um, whenever I made her laugh, she would be like, you added 10 years to my life. And I thought it was serious. Mm-hmm. And I would just like, oh my God, I can add more and more time to her life. So I just yeah. wanted to make her laugh all the time. And mm-hmm. I loved, you know, theater grew up doing theater. Um, but I always liked entertaining and performing in that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I also dreamed of like fairies a lot, <laughs> and I thought that they were real,
2: yeah. When did you find energy. out
4: they weren't real? Oh crap, episode wait, right now, yeah. but like, I know. <laughs> i believe i still believe in magic and, and stuff my husband and the does-
2: episode continued
4: <laughs> let's just get trippy um my husband does magic tricks mm-hmm. and people are always like do you want to find out how he does them i'm like no it's magic and i want to believe that it's magic like why or did mm-hmm. when did we
2: turn my boyfriend's into a- the same way he'll like really? bring out these cards when we're on the cruise and they're like did
0: you know he could do that and i'm like No, (laughs) it's so cool. (laughs) I like it. I think it's like, why does
4: everything have to be explained? Mm -hmm. Like, I enjoy magic.
2: You also grew up learning multiple languages. You include them in a lot of your content. You know, you're an accent extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. Was it hard learning multiple languages? What was the timeline of when you learned each of them?
4: I think that as a kid... I mean, I don't think it's been proving your kids pick up languages very fast. So my family's Ukrainian. So my first language is Russian and then English. um, Mm -hmm. I spoke Russian in the home, English, obviously, because I'm born in the States. And then I learned Hebrew when I lived in Israel and Spanish because I grew up in Miami. I, I moved from Chicago to Miami and then Israel, then L.A. And. I think if you have a knack for it, I think if you like anything, if you Mm -hmm. like doing something, it'll be easier to learn. I think that's with languages, sports any ability, if you enjoy it. I've always found it fascinating how people talk, how, Mm -hmm. why people talk differently. I think Mm -hmm. it gives away a lot of who a person is just by their cadence and how they speak. Mm -hmm. And I used to imitate my family when I was really little and mimic people because it's Mm -hmm. just hilarious Mm -hmm. because everybody does things that we're unaware of that are just tiny little things that are our things that make it. Hysterical, if you Mm -hmm. put it in the right context. Yeah. Then, you know, like you're exposed as you get older to different languages. And especially growing up in Miami, it was rare to be surrounded by an American, American, like Mayflower generation. Like nobody was Mm -hmm. that I grew up with pure American. So, you know, you have people whose parents, a lot of them were first generation, but when you'd go over their house, like one of my very good friends when I was younger was Indian. And then my first boyfriend's mom was French. And obviously every country from Latin America mm-hmm. uh, exists in Miami, Israelis, Arabic uh, accent, you, hear, you know, everything happens in Miami. So mm-hmm. it, it was really interesting. And I'm like, yeah. what is this? And it, I just find it fascinating. I find yeah. it fascinating.
1: Yeah. And how do you think you're able to kind of use this knowledge of different language and cultures kind of as an that you learned like as an advantage in
4: kind of creating your content? I think genuine interests, like you're genuinely interested about it. And then you ask questions and then you do research on these different cultures. And that's a tricky thing, I think, especially right. now of, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain accents that people have asked me to do that I can do, mm-hmm. but I don't do it because I'm like, is this insensitive now? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is offensive. I don't want to be under weird fire or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I think if it's coming from a good place and you're not straight up like making fun of people
3: mm-hmm.
4: I think it's okay but you know what it's it's a living breathing like lesson it's trial mm-hmm. and error so I don't know I just like it so yeah. I've just been doing it from genuine intrigue and interest and appreciation mm-hmm. so but I don't have the magic answer yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'll, I'll I'm sure I'll mess up I've messed up before and I'm sure I'm sure I'll right. continue
0: to mess right. up you know
1: yeah I mean it, make, it makes it makes sense but that's I mean that's social media I feel like, and people just have to understand that, like, it's hard because people, like, know that no one's perfect, but they still judge them as, as they should be. But, like, we know from everyone on social media, no one is going to ha- ever always say the perfectly right thing. And, like, that's
3: just human.
4: I think that's a really big issue. Like, I think social media is definitely, like, a catalyst mm-hmm. for this it's just society now like Mm -hmm. everybody's held to the standard with the knife by your throat like you better not make a mistake it's like Mm -hmm. well yeah people make mistakes or Mm -hmm. when people dig up something someone said 10 years ago and they have already apologized for it you know Mm -hmm. it's such a weird backwards and not progressive it's anti-growth you know Mm -hmm. And I think that if we're in a society that's not growing and just staying stagnant and everyone's kind of like, you know, did you said that? And it's like, you know, I didn't mean that, you know, mean that way. And if it, if it came off that way and I, you know, really bothered you, I really apologize. But you know me, you know, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. It's a big trend in
2: this generation throughout. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, but I felt that way. So that you know you can't tell someone how to feel mm-hmm. also so there's like a lot of over apologizing in this generation and then we also forget that like actors at least in the language department study language there's like lingu- linguistics classes you know you have british people use doing american accents like all the time you know People are really like studying how to learn like.
4: And also the keywords, they're actors, they're actors. They're supposed to like, it's really cool when somebody is not from somewhere who can morph into something that's literally being an actor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a weird time. I think that maybe the pendulum will swing. And of course there has been like great progress that came out of the time for sure. Like, yeah women's movement for, you know, people of color. And that's incredible. Mm -hmm. But then I think whenever there's a movement, something goes to the extreme and I'm not necessarily talking about those two subjects. It's like more, uh, over apologizing. And this is how I feel. It's like, I grew up, like, in a Soviet house, like, okay, like, this is how you feel, but there's a reality, and your feeling doesn't really matter right now, like, this is the reality, this is what happened, you know, like, if I pushed you, Libby, or Marla, and I just, like, shoved you, and I'm like, well, you made me feel unsafe, so I needed to defend myself, you're like, I literally just walked up to you, and I'm like, you made me feel that way, you're like, okay, the reality is, I walked up to you, like, I didn't put my po- like fists up or whatever. And yeah. that's the problem that there's this like there's missing agreement. Where people are posting old brands.
2: photos with like different brands that are getting canceled. Like I just saw Selena Gomez posted a photo from like 2018. Oh yeah. Wearing a Balenciaga shirt. And so she was apologizing, then she deleted it. But you know, you how, didn't how know in she- 2018, right? <laughs> right or you're just like you're not always thinking like that you like you're not thinking like I support what they do and that's why I'm hosting this photo yeah. from 5 years ago
4: yeah I think that's also why anxiety because imagine Selena Gomez who I'm sure you know she's looked at by hundreds of millions of people poor girl wants to post a old photo and then she gets attacked because the t-shirt that she's wearing has is from a company that's canceled and Matt, like, just thinking about the next time you post, you have to think like, oh, I want to share me and my friends. Wait, who's my friend? Did they ever say anything in the past? Am I wearing something weird? Do I look yeah. weird? Am I making a yeah. face? Yeah. And, and that's where anxiety, I mean, there's so mm-hmm. many reasons for anxiety, but it culminates because we are expected to be held up to this standard where God forbid we make a mistake. Yeah, It's just not normal. In dating, in life, and in career, interpersonally, mm-hmm. inner with your inner self. Like there's it's not a coincidence that there's such a so of public anxiety. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You can make a mistake on a first date. And a girl could be doing, get ready with me as I undo my makeup from the worst date of my entire life. And like, you know, yeah. You're just like peering into like any details about your life because it's almost like fair game. And that's why I also think like dating in this generation is like the scariest thing you could do because
4: one, I
2: can't imagine. one wrong move and like everything's online, anything can be shared. Mm-hmm. Someone's dating profile can be sent to the wrong person, and then they know the wrong thing, and it may not yeah. be the most factual thing in the world. And that's why I think Jewish dating it's even harder because we all even know each other, so it's and like, it's
0: a smaller pool, yeah. Exactly.
4: Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Like if I go on a date with one guy and I'm not having a good day and you know, he's like, wow, that girl was so unpleasant. And then like later, two months later, I go on a date with somebody that he knows me and this other guy hit it off. And the guy I went on a date with two months ago. is like, what do you mean? She was so yeah. Like, yeah. dry. And then the other guy's like, oh, really? Maybe That's I know something. Yeah. And it's right. like, you know what?
2: I start overthinking it. It's the power of networking. It really is. Yeah. Because if you know the right people or you yeah. know the wrong
3: people.
1: It's also, I think, a balancing act of like how much of someone else's experience with someone is like who that person is or it's like that who that person is with that person and you wouldn't have the same experience with that person it's kind especially of especially with dating that's yeah. literally
4: what dating is do i match you and do you match me because yeah. i might be you know i'm my husband's dream girl and he's my dream guy but to someone else they're like not my speed you know right, Yeah. Right. there's and-
2: a facebook group even like are we dating the same guy where people are like stop are you giving your chance no i yeah. swear and they stop. can like post a photo and be like do you know him and then somebody else can comment
4: yeah but that's so That's so terrible because then this person, you know what that says on a deeper level? This person that says, do you know him? And post a picture of this guy. Already the relationship is starting without trust. Mm -hmm. You are looking to people that you know or strangers on the internet to validate if this is a good guy without allowing yourself to be vulnerable and get to Mm -hmm. know him. Or go off your intuition. Intuition has been lowered because we're constantly like, Validate for people, other people. Yeah. Looking yeah for people what they said online uh you know and I can't imagine you know I'm I'm married we met uh this October will be five years ago Aww. but I how did I you meet imagine how did we meet um okay so when I moved to LA almost five years ago uh I didn't know anybody. I knew my cousin from Chicago and I was like, Hey, I'm like finally doing it. I'm moving. And unbeknownst to me, he was very good friends with Yoni, my husband for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. He tells Yoni who's in the movie business. He's a producer. Uh, he wears many hats, but let's just say he's a producer. Mm -hmm he was like, Hey, my little cousin, Steph, she's moving here. She's an actress. And this was kind of like right in the swing of me too. Mm -hmm. And he was like, can you just steer her, you know, maybe what to do, what not to do something like that. You know, Mm -hmm. she's entering this business. It's shady, you know, Mm -hmm. my cousin doesn't tell me that he doesn't tell me that a guy, his friend is going to be contacting me. So Yoni contacts me And I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm like, oh, he's in pictures with my cousin. Mm -hmm. You guys know, I'll talk to anyone. I'll be friends with anyone. Mm -hmm. Start talking. He's out of the country shooting something for another month. And basically we're on the phone for a month talking every day, my morning, his night and vice versa. Like we just got along. Yeah. There's something like, you know, when we look back at it in retrospect, like we got to know each other over the phone there was and facetime obviously but like there was no physical touch there was no anything uh Show it me was just, idea. yeah you know it was like you really just got to know someone and you it was and so by the time he came back in a month I felt more connected felt like him. you already knew him
2: I felt the yeah. same exact way because I yeah. started long distance for seven months in the pandemic so
4: that's wild. And yeah. he was like a friend of like your brother, like somebody, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like
2: yeah. My, I was friends with his brother and his brother was yeah. setting me up with his friend.
4: Oh my God. There's and I was like
2: tell your brother no.
4: <laughs> no, there's something to the old school way of, you know, I'm I'm very progressive, but I'm also extremely old school. And it's this too. weird, you know, it doesn't make sense. But mm-hmm. I think if you're in a straight relationship, like a man and a woman. And, you know, there's something to being a gentleman and I held myself to those standards and he's that way. And, um, we just, we just, we knew each Romance other isn't dead. No, it's not. And I think that, yeah, Here's some, I have a great friend and she tells me these dates and I'm like, these guys are not guys. They're like children. Like what mm-hmm. is happening right now? Like, damn. Yeah.
2: Oh not wrong Steph. Marla knows more than I do. Steph, about do it.
4: you know any uh men in Los Angeles? I'll think for you, really. I don't, I'll tell you, like I stick to my circle. I'm very like a ho- I'm a very big homebody. Mm-hmm. I'm a creature of habit, but I will really think for you. I will like reach out to my friends who are big in the Jewish community and I'll ask for you.
0: Thanks. I appreciate that. I imagine, say that right before it's
2: Like next episode later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She's you married. Know. We're going to the <laughs> wedding. <laughs> I don't know. No, what. God willing. God willing.
2: Weirder things have happened. That's Weirder true. That's happen. true. And so I we're we're kind of going a little bit back and forth, but you spoke about kind of in some ways like the dangers of social media, how it can affect like dating nowadays yeah. and how it's kind of scary. You recently took like a short hiatus from social media. Yes, can you speak on that? Like, yes, do you think that's important for people who are creating
4: I'm so passionate about this. I just got off the phone earlier this morning and I was talking about it with a friend of mine who's also in the business and um of creators, social media, all this stuff on both sides of the business, anyway. There is this unspoken expectation of constantly doing something. And if you're a creator that's constantly creating, if you're a vlogger that's constantly documenting every single part of your life, it can be with yeah. anything. You're as good as the last thing that you did a day ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's this, and and there wasn't, in my case, it wasn't that I had a lack of ideas, for me, you know, I do predominantly comedic content and that's what I love and towards the end before the break I was making people laugh and I was unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I was asking myself why what's happening what what is this and it's this go 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 that I believe that social media and you know the algorithm and all these ads we see that subconsciously affect us mm-hmm they're telling us to go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And when you go, 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 you don't have a second to look side to side, to the back, to analyze, where did I just come from? Mm -hmm. Do I like it here? Where am I going? Mm -hmm. Why am I going? Mm -hmm. How am I going? Do I like the people around me? Mm -hmm. All these things start to get muddled. So a burnout happens and when the burnout happens now, I think that there is so many anxiety inducing factors that people have a really much stronger reaction than they did maybe 60, 50 years ago, mm-hmm. which is not a long time in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. because we don't have a second to actually stop yeah, and understand where we are because that's not encouraged because mm-hmm. that isn't in the algorithm. so for example, when I was making my Instagram videos, I had bonuses. So I would be making money off of these videos. Right. Yeah. I stopped because I was genuinely unhappy. Like I would stay up late and I I didn't know what I was doing. And I felt like I was, I never created anything fully. Like I did videos. I have shows that I'm writing. I had a live thing that I was working on and everything was like, you know, this was half done. This was 70% done. This was 30% done. and I took this break Mm -hmm. now i'm back and i'm really excited about the content and all the things i've wrote and it makes me happy silly things clever things everything in between from stupid to smart Mm -hmm. i don't have those bonuses anymore instagram took them away Mm -hmm. because i was feeding the algorithm
3: yeah
4: my latest few videos for example have not been monetizing even though for a year and a half i was constantly and consistently putting minimum three videos a week mm-hmm. that had minimum play minimum when they didn't do so great 100,000 on real plays minimum i had ones that had millions right i'm talking numbers not to you know that's not how i measure no, stick your point yeah 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 for the algorithm i took a yeah. break for my mental health for my life right i don't have those bonuses anymore because mm-hmm. i'm not feeding it cuz god forbid i took a break mm-hmm. and you know i posted yesterday and i posted today And something popped up on my Instagram reels that said, like, congratulations, you unlocked a bonus streak, a creativity streak, which Mm -hmm. means posted more than one reel. Mm -hmm. Then they're like, here's what you can unlock. And I know what you can unlock because I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And I just find it really backwards that okay, you know I'm a creator, just like so many millions of other creators there are.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. Why aren't you supporting your creators to have healthy? minds and healthy because the content that you create, if you're writing it yourself, like there are people who hire teams or whatever and have Mm -hmm. a bunch of people helping them, which is fine, but I'm Mm -hmm. doing everything by myself,
3: Mm -hmm. editing,
4: writing, videoing, all of it. Like you guys do. Mm -hmm. um, How can I do that? Go, go, go without and create new ideas in the meantime Mm -hmm. while being happy. And I just, you know, this is a long monologue, but I really believe that if social media platforms truly cared about their creators, like mm-hmm. if there were like a little thing, like, hi, I'm going to take a break. I'm not going to be creating five videos a week, four videos a week, mm-hmm. um, interacting with people mm-hmm. for a month. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't like strip it away from you as if it's kind of like a punishment. Right. I could afford, because I saved up, I saved up, you know, like, but imagine you're just starting to make money; you can't afford it. This is livelihood. This Mm -hmm. is your livelihood. And for me, I'm like, damn, you know, I was like, oh, I was on such a good street. I have to basically start over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's interesting, but I'm very passionate about people getting bored. I think that people don't get bored anymore because what do we do when we get bored? We take the phone, God forbid. But when we were little, what did I do when I got bored? Learn accents, all these weird tricks that I could do at parties, like these mm. little stories, read something, or just be bored. It fuels the imagination.
3: Mm. Right.
4: And, and, you know, with this break, I just did nothing. I stopped writing for a little bit and I just kind of like, Look at yourself like, is it, this is who I am now. This is my life. Mm -hmm. What do I want to do? And it Mm -hmm. was a blessing, but for me, it was harder to step away Mm -hmm. than to create because the way that the system m- makes it work is that they don't want you to step away. And if you step right. away, you're itching. Oh my God, I'm going to lose followers, which I did. Right. Oh my God, I'm going to, people, it's a, a, you know, and then after that itch goes away, it's like an addict. You're like, I'm mm-hmm. fine. Like you want to unfollow me? That's fine. Mm-hmm. I got followers. You're going to lose them. You're going to gain them. This isn't my identity, you know, yeah. but it took a while to get there because the system isn't made to make you feel safe to walk away. Right. Right. you're feeding it constantly Mm
3: -hmm. and my
4: husband my husband always says that he's like make sure it's feeding you don't feed it and Mm -hmm. it's very hard it's easier said than done yeah but now I'm slowly starting to feel like oh you're feeding me like this is fun like I'm putting my stuff out again like Mm -hmm. this is a challenge okay but towards the end before the break it felt very much like i'm feeding you i'm so unhappy but i can't stop it like truly like an addict like these things like an addict and i'm very passionate about this subject like Mm -hmm. i want to write a dissertation on this subject yeah and do more research of like how Mm -hmm. and do more research on statistic how this affects mental health Mm -hmm. anxiety sex life interpersonal relationships like friendship work life Mm -hmm. family because You know, Mm -hmm. so passionate about it. That was literally you're like the Zoom is over. It's gonna no, no, like that, like everything you said. Like I'm sure, like Libby especially can. A lot of people. I I'm
2: sitting here like, ouch, because it it, it's so true. And I post for brands, and then I have my own personal account, and I have the podcast. And there's times where I'll tell Marla too, like Marla. I'm not okay. Like I'm just drowning in like videos. It's like as soon as I finish one video or post another, I'm like, and I have so many more. Like oh it doesn't feel like you know. And and I can recognize when that's happening to me. Or like I'm sitting in bed and watching TV. I get like mad at myself if I just keep scrolling to like see who you know. And I'm like, why am I doing that? But then the social media hey. brain of me who works in it full time for brands is like, no, I'm trying to test out the engagement. And I'm trying to understand, like, is this a type of content that people are looking for? Mm -hmm. And I want to understand the algorithm. And did these hashtags work? And it's like, there's a certain point where my work brain needs to just turn off and have fun with the content just being the content. So I completely understand.
4: You know, what you just said, the work brain, something very interesting about this field is that it's not a nine to five. It's not like it's going to turn off. It's Mm -hmm. very much bleeds into yourself because it's your creative brain. Mm -hmm. And I used to think of, you know, did this do well? Oh, that's crazy. Why did that go viral? Did I do something different? It's like, for me right now, for who I am today, in terms of being a creator, I think I, this break allowed me to throw that stuff out the window, Mm -hmm. this garbage out the window, because Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm going to create, maybe one video will be much funnier than the other. Mm -hmm. Maybe one that I think is hysterical won't go viral, which has happened so many times. And the Mm -hmm. ones I think are so dumb. I'm like, well, this went viral and there's no rhyme or reason, but what this break allowed me to feel, and mm. it wasn't easy. I lost a lot of followers, um, and other stuff. Not me, girl. Not me.
0: <laughs> Not me. No. Not the schmuck girls.
2: <laughs> yeah, schmuck girls would never.
0: I love you guys, but it it made me feel like I'm gonna you do. What Steph, do. You us. <laughs> huh? you what? Followed Steph, you unfollowed us.
2: Huh? You unfollowed Steph, you unfollowed us.
0: You start trolling people. <laughs> um,
4: something that it allowed me to feel is like, I'm going to be myself. Mm-hmm. If you like it, cool. If you stick around, you know, who knows what will happen. If you don't, that's also okay. Not everybody is for everybody. Right. And I don't know, like people and myself included, I used to think and speak about social media very, very, numerically like an mm-hmm. algorithm mm-hmm. Uh, like if I do this it's gonna get like this if you do this it's gonna but it's like we we didn't start that way when we right. create and have ideas I mean good ideas we do them because we think it's a good idea we're not doing it for the numbers and when you do do things for the numbers which I also have done in the past there's a completely different energy and intention behind this creation mm-hmm. it feels right. untrue which is brings me full circle that's why i started feeling extremely unhappy because i was doing things that worked but that's not why you should create you should create because some things inside of you and even like the dumbest things i'm not talking it doesn't have to be some mozart crazy dramatic it's like the silly things like it's inside right. of you you want to get it out mm-hmm. but it's inside of you mm-hmm. you should create yeah. for yourself and
2: it's not always like what do they want to like what did they want to consume what do my followers want to see like no like what do you want to Post. And that's
4: yeah. so much easier said than done. And you understand. Mm. And and I'm um, listen, Marla. You, I'm sure you also understand. Mm. You're, just Because you're not doing it. Like you have a podcast. You're yeah. around us constantly. Like yeah, for sure. This isn't an outside thing anymore. Like when social media started, they're like, "What's that?" Like you work mm. in social media now. It's like, yeah, this is very legitimate.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also it's crazy because if you think about when Instagram started, like I think I was in eighth grade or ninth grade and it's like yeah, what it was i then,
2: was in like seventh grade so maybe it was were... a child like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like from <laughs> then <laughs> until now like obviously it's evolved so much and i wonder like obviously the, the company itself has changed and evolved but how much have they really thought into like what you're saying like are like how much are we helping the people that we are now kind of like we're uplifting them in some ways but are we like supporting them and it's like, have, have they thought about that? Like, I don't know. And it's
2: so funny because when we were younger, we used to just post whatever we wanted because we didn't care. I, yeah. I used to get roasted, roasted crazy. Oh, did you <laughs> see Libby Walker's Snapchat story? Yeah, it was like 100 seconds long. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. It was it's like, it literally got me my future job. So leave me alone. like oh like I couldn't even scroll to like her Instagram like I would just post who is
4: this man where
2: is he from that's (laughs) like my annoying guy voice
0: oh okay and
4: then
2: it was funny because I was pledging a sorority and they were like
0: don't talk to boys and
2: like don't do this and and they were like Libby like you're always posting with all your guy friends or like you're always posting in the library like be serious and I'm like no
4: man, like these are like this hot. This these are, are like hot people problems. Like Libby, <laughs> tell me all these guys are like won't leave me alone. Like all these guys, just, like, no, wanted- but
2: like they were my friends. I joined this. <laughs> I know, I know. Friends, with these guys, and I would just post like whatever I wanted because I actually did not care. And I think a lot of me is very comfortable with where I'm at right now because I'm playing characters and I'm not so much playing myself. And yeah. maybe you feel the same way. I feel like if you looked at my Instagram, you don't know me for Libby or my TikTok, you know, like the persona and i feel really comfortable with that. So
4: I think it's also what you decide to do with your platform. And even that language is so different than the inception of Instagram where yes, it used to be like me and my friends, me and my dog, like a photo of an ice cream cone with like a
1: weird filter. (laughs) Right. Literally.
4: And it was so innocent. And one of my favorite directors, Nancy Myers, she posted something like on her Instagram um, a couple months ago. She's like, I miss when Instagram used to be fun and pictures mm-hmm. of your family. Yeah, make when Instagram
2: did- casual again.
4: Mm. Yeah and but you know on the other hand it's incredible because it allows people who maybe don't have access which is most people to Hollywood to crazy funds to create and get your ideas out and it does give you the ability to monetize so mm-hmm. there is something very liberating and and positive mm-hmm. about that truly and i learned so much on social media like for recipes to holistic medicine to just silly stuff you know but I think that there it's not a coincidence that so many creators of so many different genres, be mm-hmm. it beauty, comedy, motivational speaking, and everything in between burn out. Yeah. There's a reason for that. And it's not the subject matter. It's the way that the system is designed because you get a little... Pat on the wrist, like I said, from my small experience of you don't get these benefits anymore. Mm -hmm. You're not monetizing anymore. Mm -hmm. How dare you step away? Mm -hmm. You're losing followers, which can make people feel invalidated. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm bad. I'm not good anymore. And I have felt all those feelings. I think you touched upon so many important points and things that
1: I'm sure a lot of people in this space deal with
3: and and, um,
4: yeah and, or you know it's like the inverse as well I mean I will bring him up he is my best friend you guys know him very well Elon Gold mm-hmm. he's one of the most True? incredible comedians <laughs> oh yeah I don't True? never heard never heard I, of him
2: right Elon, um, I know Elon Silver but not Gold
4: right yeah um Elon Gold is a loser you're right but um <laughs> He's like one of the most incredible comedians and the way that he like we've riffed together and I've asked him to, you know, I, I show him some of my sets when I do stand up. Um, and he taught me, you know, about economy of war is so he's really like mentored me, especially when it came to stand up. But here is a person who does a lot of live stuff mm-hmm. and he's older, you know, he's not. He's going to wow. He's going to hate that. But he's not, you know, in his 20s. Yeah. And no, Aren't you my girlfriend? Why would you say that? Yeah, he's going to be so pissed. But uh, what I'm saying is, like, he's on his 20s and 30s anymore. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, social media, to upkeep that, like, he's a father. He's a husband. He has four kids. Mm -hmm. He's constantly doing live shows. He doesn't have time to also do social media. And it's, like, he should be way bigger than he is, right? Because just talent and skill and years of expertise and experience. But because he doesn't have, you know somebody doing his social media, like a lot of standups that we also know do It's He doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, and I always tell him, I'm like, I think you should invest. I think you should invest in it because it'll help you. And it'll, but that's also the inverse of it. Like you need it now. Right. If you're an entertainer and it's very far and few in between to be like, you know, Queen Florence Pugh who get, you know, you just get to act and you constantly are getting these movie star roles. But if you're a creator and you're trying to break through, you don't have a choice really anymore. And I think there's truly the positive because it challenges you and allows your mind to grow. Like social media allowed me to see like, it gave me confidence like i am a creator mm-hmm. i am a good writer i i can do this i don't need to go to a fancy writing school just to call myself a writer and i'm truly mm-hmm. not knocking it but like that's how i used to think like who do mm-hmm. you think you are you didn't do you know you know but i've always written i've gotten scholarships for writing i always have mm-hmm. um
2: i feel you so hard
4: you know but then on the on the opposite end it's it's uh i'm not comparing the two but it's I think boundaries and I think a healthy boundary with yourself. It's like, yeah, I'm, I told my mom, you know, I took a break and my mom said, you know, I'm just as proud of you for taking a break as I am of any one of your achievements, because Mm -hmm. that's just as hard to do. Mm -hmm. Stop for a second Mm -hmm. because it's like showing yourself love and there's Mm -hmm. all these memes and there's all these, you know, motivational speakers. Mm -hmm self-love but guess what they still want you scrolling on their stuff right right, self-love is you know taking it down and and this this is a conversation that I've had with Yoni and this is very you know Jewish is we talked about like I think it's more important now than ever to keep Shabbat Mm -hmm. and like if anybody doesn't know who Shabbat is if people are listening it's like you know from Friday evening sundown till Saturday night, an hour after sundown, you're not really using any technology.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And like back in the olden days, it's like, Oh, big deal. Like Rivka used a candle, like it, like who cares? But like now, can you imagine like yeah. just having a Saturday, mm-hmm. no TV, no, just consuming content scrolling. Like, Oh, I'm talking to my friend. Oh, I'm going for a walk. I'm reading mm-hmm. a book. I'm playing board games. Like as an mm-hmm. adult, Mm -hmm. I think that there's nothing more healthy than a day like that Mm -hmm. now more than ever before you know no 100% and another thing to kind of
1: connect it what you're saying to the Jewish world and then we'll kind of hop to some Jewish questions we want to ask you is I remember um hearing someone talk before about how like Judaism as a whole and if people don't know it like is also very like Growth base, like a, a lot of things you're supposed to do, whether you're secular or religious, is it's all about learning, and growing, and like become a better person, become a better Jew, like grow in your learning, grow in yourself. And I've heard some say before how like especially if you're a little bit more like religious, like it can feel a lot of pressure to always be growing and growing, and growing. And why can't I just be stagnant and like be where I am? So it's interesting because it kind of connects to what you're saying about social media. But that's people's perspective sometimes within Judaism of like, maybe I just want to stay stagnant and not have to feel the need to be better and better. Um, And to kind of go off of that, so we want to kind of ask you a bit more like, what was your Jewish background like growing up? And maybe how
4: has that shaped you as both a person and also your career? Before I answer that question, just to the point of growth, I think that being still is a part of growth. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's two separate things. Mm. I think that if you're able to be still, that is just as important as a growth spurt Mm -hmm. because without that stillness, right? Like if you look at like a flower, it's one of my favorite quotes and I think it's Ralph Ralph Waldo Emerson, but I'm totally going to butcher it. It's like when a flower, you know, Is I totally butchering it, but it's like, what does a flower do if they're upset or anything? It just still blooms. You don't look to your neighbor, it doesn't look to the other flowers, it still blooms in its Mm -hmm. own way, Mm -hmm. no matter its speed, you know? And I think when people look at growth, if you're looking at growth like this, Mm -hmm. that's just not human. That's Mm -hmm. not human. There's growth Mm -hmm. like this, like Mm -hmm. this
0: for a while
4: that dips, Mm -hmm. that goes up. Like Mm -hmm. that's just being alive and that's being human. And I think. Like I said before, being stagnant, still taking a moment, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. breathing has become looked down upon mm-hmm. or or not allowed mm-hmm. or how dare you not do anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes not doing anything is the most important thing for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And the creator of White Lotus, Mike White, I watched this one video of him talking about his writing not process. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a, um, I just like him. Like, of course the show is amazing, but he's just such a cool, he went off like survivor. He doesn't care. He does his own thing. He's been in the business yeah. for such a long time, but he talked about his writing process and he talked about how it's kind of split in two. the first half. To an outsider, it may look like he's not doing anything. He's mm-hmm. just like chilling on the couch, watching a lot of TV, eating, sleeping, just laying there, looking at stuff. To an outside person, it's like, "Wow, you're so lazy. You're why aren't you writing nine hours a day?" You know. Mm-hmm. But that's his process. And then something hits, and then he's writing mm-hmm. like crazy. You can't stop because mm-hmm. you allow yourself. And there's a reason why White Lotus is just so great mm-hmm. because it right. comes. From such an intricate place Mm. and very unique.
2: Observing people. observe,
4: And he, and when I watched that video, I'm like, you know what? I love you so much because that is how the human, a creative human should work. Like you Mm -hmm. can't, can't he he can't create a new white Lotus every season. He can't create Mm -hmm. another show. That's a white, lot. he, you need time to create something quality, you know? But yeah, that's. It just reminded me of that. Just dropping
2: yeah. straight
4: facts. He's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so could you talk to you
1: touch a little bit about your kind of Jewish upbringing and maybe how it's how you've grown and how it's affected and grown, how how it's affected both you as
4: like personally and also maybe your career in any ways? Totally. I grew up um always, you know, we did the Jewish holidays, mm-hmm. but I grew up with me and my mom. Um, and my mom always like talked about God a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't necessarily, I didn't grow up super religious in terms Mm -hmm. of like, you know, all the stories from the Torah and all the Parsha. I didn't know any of that stuff until Mm -hmm. much later, Mm -hmm. but I always had this feeling of safety and, you know, like saying the Shaman, how God and how Hashem loves you. And you're never alone. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't need a special language or a prayer Book, the Sidur, to to talk to him. You can talk to him whenever you want. You know, you're loved okay. that made me that instilled a very strong identity in me. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, um, and I went to schools and my mom started exploring it more. You know, I learned the traditional like halacha. I went to like a Jewish high school. Mm-hmm. Um and it was interesting to learn but i learn more and more every day
3: mm-hmm. i
4: think the instilling of the identity and uh, and also like away from religion it was like we're jewish you know my family came from ukraine uh, they were you know in during the times of world war 2 there was a place in ukraine called Babiyar and they lined up the jews in a hole and shot everyone like mm-hmm. before they, they didn't go to the concentration camps they just mm-hmm. shot A lot of my whole maternal family was killed there. Like it was my grandpa survived with his mom and he was like she was a sister of 10. And we had a big family now, very small family, you know, so it was like know where you came from. Always be proud to be Jewish. You know, my grandpa grew up in Soviet Union, Kiev, and with the name Michael Goldman, like Mm -hmm. Moisha Goldman. And he never hid it. And when somebody would say, like, oh, you dirty, you know, the bad word.
3: Right. Yeah.
4: He would never be, he would never, he would like beat the shit out of them. And he was always very proud. He never tried to hide it, you know. And that's where my family came from. It was Mm -hmm. never, it was never something that we weren't proud of. And I think that identity is a very strong base and all the other technical stuff you can learn later. And that comes with a lot of, you know, midot and beautiful things and mitzvahs. It's great. But that identity to me was like unbreakable.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. So that's how I grew up. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. I think any identity, like for anybody Jewish, Wherever else you come from, like Jewish or wherever else you come from, you know, but like literally anyone else, like if you know who you are, mm-hmm. you know, where you came from, you mm-hmm. know, what you stand for, mm-hmm. your identity is strong and you can build on that, you know, yeah. and your moral character is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's truly what's important. Like when we have children, God willing, like that's what I would like to pass on. And in terms of religious level, I think that it's everyone's choice, but I think. Having a strong identity of knowing who you are, that you're safe, that, you know, Mm -hmm. I believe in God, that you, you're protected, you can talk to someone even when you're alone, you know, that as a kid made me feel very protected and safe.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. I think what you're saying is very beautiful. And
4: I think one of my
1: favorite things people say about Judaism is like, uh, God speaks all languages. Because, yeah. you know, for a lot of people that feel like, oh, everyone's praying in Hebrew and I can't read Hebrew. It's like, well, that's what the English is for.
2: Have you felt any like negative reactions from publicly being Jewish on social media? Obviously, you said it, you know, you grew up knowing like it's important to be proud or has mm-hmm. that ever like impacted how much you would share about Israel or your own personal Jewish journey?
4: For sure. Yeah. Um- I grew up in a place, like I mentioned before, it was a melting pot and it was a big Jewish community and it was a very big community for everybody mm-hmm. else, whether culture, religion. So mm-hmm. I never experienced that growing up, thank God. Mm-hmm. Now with the climate of anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to lie. There were times where I was afraid. Mm-hmm. I was afraid to say something. This is like two years ago, mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. And I felt so um ashamed of myself on the inside. And mm-hmm. I was like, "But I want to grow, you know, I want to grow my. Brother. What if I say?" And then I was like, what are what what are you talking about? That's mm-hmm. also another thing that this like system, the social media can really wrap your head around this is the most important thing you must grow. And it's like, no, no, I know who I am. This is who I am. Like if mm-hmm, there is right. one word to describe me, it's Jewish. That's mm-hmm. how I yeah. would if I had to pick one word. Mm-hmm. And I was very I was I just do what I do now. Like, you know, I, I'm very I'm proud to be Jewish. And if it bleeds into my content, mm-hmm. I, I will, because I am, yeah. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't experienced crazy backlash. Like I'm sure other people have that are severe, mm-hmm. but I have gotten some weird, mm. I have gotten some weird messages that that was the inception of me being afraid of doing something because I got weird messages. And then I was like, Oh my God, I probably shouldn't say that. I'm scared. Right. Hell. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? No, I don't care. But I yeah. have gotten some weird messages and, yeah. um, it's pretty gross. People
3: are weird online.
4: People are so weird online. Um, pretty
1: gross. Okay, not to not to like force you to create content, but our, we did come up with a game for you. <laughs> yeah. And if as long as you want to do it, so we're calling it Five Speedy Spoofs with Steph. So basically, okay. we like look through your social media for your different characters. Okay. We give you like situation, and you like, say say the line for the situation in that character's voice.
4: Okay, let's try
1: it. Like I'll give you an example. So like the first one is like be really tall but she's breaking up with a guy with a voice note. Um, and again, just, just like a quick, like little like one or two lines, whatever you feel comfortable I, with. But uh not not to not to feed the machine, but if
0: you're if you're down. Not
2: to feed the machine. <laughs> yeah. Spends an hour talking about burnout. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> work Steph. Work. <laughs> okay. Okay.
4: So is that the first one? Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: So just like give us like a couple lines of like how how would tall break up with a guy over a voice note?
4: Okay. Uh, I, Aviv, uh, listen. I don't have so much time.
5: Uh, actually, in my life, I have a lot of time, but right now, I don't. It's not fun for me what I'm about to say. For you, for sure, not fun. Uh, for me, this is not working like this for me anymore. For you, for sure, it's working. I'm happy for you that you got to be with me, but uh, I think I don't want this, and by I think for sure any of that I know. Uh, If you have any questions, uh, you know, I'm sorry for you because I want to leave
4: now. Okay, mommy. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
0: That was so good. That was so good. You're "You're welcome. I'm leaving. (laughs) Kisses. (laughs) Kisses. If you have any questions, too bad. That was great. Just don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's why okay. I love
2: them. I love them. I That's love them. Next one. You ready? Yeah. Sailor being told the vegan restaurant she's at is out of everything she wants to order.
4: Okay. <clears throat> I hear you and I validate your truth. But if you don't get me some f- Satan on my plate right now, I will destroy you on Yelp and I will also meet you, sweet angel. Thank you. Please look in the back again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's just like the worst person in the world. So funny.
4: I love that. I love that. Um, I'm trying to convince my grandpa to do a sailor with me. That would be
1: funny. That would be so funny. Um, Okay. I feel like I'm actually going to mispronounce the word while I'm talking about mispronouncing words. For Stefania, her reacting when she overhears someone mispronounce is it, yeah, is it hero,
5: guy, like, like the sandwich? Yeah. I actually, I feel like I've been mispronouncing it all my life. Yes. Okay. When you ordered a sandwich in Greece, yes, you say gyro, gyro, gyro. Yes. I don't know what to tell you because I don't know how to say this. Okay. Just have <laughs> bread with lamb and tzatziki. It's good for you like this. I don't know how to say it myself. I
1: feel
0: like every time I go to order one of those sandwiches, I'm like, I don't know how to say it. The
2: (laughs) whole episode.
0: No, I will do this for an hour. This is what I do with my family. I will literally do this for an hour.
2: Oh my
5: god! I don't know how to say. But if you want something very Greek, very traditional, yes, you should definitely order moussaka. It's very good for me, (laughs) diarrhea, but very fun. (laughs) Why (laughs) like?
2: Okay, Arlene. (laughs) When the pharmacist tells her she can't get a refill for another three weeks.
4: Oh, say there—that's going to be a problem for me because you see, I need it. I have a wife, and I have—I mean, I have a husband. You see, I'm going cuckoo bananas if I—I I need it right now. I have a husband, I have children, I have things to do around the house. So if I don't get my oxycodone right now, I will have a conniption. <laughs> <laughs> Not
0: a conniption. <laughs> okay,
1: and our last one is, um, Irina. Is that how you pronounce it, Irina? Huh? um telling her boyfriend i love you for the first time <laughs>
4: um yeah you okay that's how she says i love you she can't
0: express love That sounds that sounds about right that was great <laughs> Thanks. that's Thanks, like the both. highest Thanks. compliment
4: she's like yeah <laughs> you okay you don't bother me that's good. That's her good. definition of I love you. Right, you her know.
1: version of it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I totally like oh get Oh my that. God, these were so good. Thanks for playing. I want them. more. Can you, <laughs> one, can you do one that you want to do as the final?
4: No, you guys have to give me the, you guys have to give me the. What
2: character do you want? Scarios. Litao mm-hmm. finds out her boyfriend cheated on her.
5: Ah, like this you want? Libby, you want to start popping with me? Listen, you zona, I know it was you, you stupid. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Women supporting women for sure. Libby, I love you, Chaim Shali. You didn't do anything wrong. Marla, for you, I don't know. You single, you dangerous. But <laughs> uh, for my boyfriend, for you, <laughs> you for sure should move your house. For sure should move your house, change your address, change your phone number, job, emancipate yourself from your parents, because I will take everything that you love and care about, even a little bit, and put it like a garlic in the <laughs> garlic press and kill it slowly. <laughs> and I watch the garlic go down very, very slowly with your life, financially. <laughs> That's her breaking that's up. You weren't
2: like meant to be Israeli, I feel like. I, <laughs> I, I, I agree it. with that. I agree I with that. It.
4: When no. I lived there, I was like, I know I'm not, but in my heart, I am. I yeah. really am. It was
2: like, hey, I'm telling you, hey, you know how they say, hey, hey, um, hey. that's like a word. <laughs> I feel yeah, like, for sure. to My cousin, because my cousin used to speak fluent, my dad was from Israel. And I went like multiple times growing up. My first language was Hebrew. And then I lost it. And I was like, do you want to play uh, Mishak? Yeah. And
5: you
4: must know what that is. Yeah. "Eh." Yeah. yeah. My, you know, can I do an impression of my father-in-law?
3: Go for Go for it.
4: So Yoni's dad's name is Israel. And... I swear to god this these are our phone call conversations. Like the man has known me for 5 years now. Like I married his son, okay? This is our phone call. Hey Israel. Hi babe. Hi. How are you? Good?
3: <laughs>
4: you? Oh yeah, thanks. Um no, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Okay,
5: babe.
0: Good talking to you. Bye. 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 <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> literally it. It takes a, you know, it's like, how are you? Good. And usually it's like, good. And you, it's like, good. Yeah. Long pause.
2: Always a long pause.
0: How, and then it's just like, oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, okay. That's like how we <laughs> well, the best is when they go oh. Libby. I see everything
2: you're putting on the Facebook. It's very nice. Really, really. <laughs> Libby. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: One time, I like, I was in his neighborhood, and I don't know why, I, like, backed into like. A pulled. and I was mm-hmm. driving my mom's car. This was his reaction. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, she's gonna kill. Oh my god. You know, like I'm I, I was visiting Miami for my life, and he's like, Stephanie, I thought you were so strong. I'm like, shut the f- up, Israel. Shut up. Like, <laughs> what is that? You know, like what is I mean, I didn't, I would never curse yeah. anyone older. Yeah, but I was like, Duh. He's like, I thought you were so strong. Wow, you scared of your mom? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm scared of my mom. Like everyone is kind of scared of their mom. Like, what? Are you? He's like, I thought you were so strong. I'm like, this is the time where you choose to have like a conversation with me. Like out of all the times, this is the time <laughs> I want to actually say
0: more than five words to me. Like oh this. God, is- I, love <laughs> I love him though. I love him. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh my God. He has a good sense of humor. He
4: like, it's fun. It's fun. My mom. My mother-in-law is so funny. One time I asked her, I'm sorry, I'm just talking so much, but you guys, mm-hmm. like, you guys can stop recording if you want, but, like, this is just Israeli in-laws. I, when Yoni and I started dating, I wanted to impress him mm-hmm. with cooking something because mm-hmm. I grew up, they're, like, Moroccan, Libyan, completely different food than me, and it's delicious. Oh, right, right. And I was, oh, my God, I want to cook him something, and I have a really good relationship with his mom. So I called mm-hmm. Aviva, and I'm like, Aviva... Um, Yoni can't stop talking about your couscous. Can you give me the recipe? She goes, Do you cook with love? And I'm like, Yeah, I cook with love. She goes, No, no, no. How do you know you cook with love? And I go, I cook with love. Like, I, I like to cook and I, you know, I love cooking for people. She goes, but your soul must be connected to the no. cable
5: of the channel for no. the love to receive from your end to the spot
4: so where are like
2: Uber Israeli. No, like- guys.
4: I'm not even saying this for the joke at all. I'm not exaggerating anything right now at all. We spent three hours on the phone, three hours on the phone. I can't tell you one ingredient in this couscous to this day. I don't know anything about this couscous. I have, it's like a traumatic thing for me. And I'm at her house. She cooks the most delicious food. She made like something with squash and something else. And I was like, Aviva, this is delicious. And she's like, it's my invention. I'm like, I'm
0: gonna, I'm over. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't ever ask for anything anymore. <laughs> These are my in-laws. was
2: <laughs> just- so funny. Oh, that was amazing. Thank you so much for, for I, giving love our people that. Love I love you guys. We love you. Where can people find you? What's coming up? What, what are you on all platforms?
0: Um, <laughs>
4: Dumb whore one three five at Instagram.
2: <laughs> you heard it here, from a, here first. i'm out of bleeps in this episode. It's be
4: <laughs>
0: be a good one. Be a good
2: one.
0: Um. Uh. I'm Stefačka on
4: Instagram, uh, and then everywhere else I'm Stephanie Younger. Um. And to my family, I'm Kwaćik Solnushka, Where you can find me at right now, I'm in the suburbs of Chicago. And what is this shrug, voice, Steph? What's your
2: definition?
4: Of a schmuck boy? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, the question we ask everyone.
4: All men have a little bit of schmuck in them. Um, oh, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. So a schmuck boy is is a is a boy who has not become a man yet. Mm. He's been he's been bar mitzvahed, but he's not a man. Exactly. It's like just because you your parents hired you a moil and like cut off your peen a little and you had a bar mitzvah, like you're not a man, you're just an idiot. It's you're a boy who's not a man yet. And that has so many definitions. It's like. Yeah.
2: You're just not all that, like, relax.
4: You're just a toddler and I'm not here to change your diapers mm-hmm. or breastfeed you unless it's a weird, fun role play, which is still, <laughs> I'm not. Right a
2: way to close. So we started with the bang <laughs> and we ended with role play. Burrata is not a salad. Um. The main takeaways from this episode: Do not eat pasta in Italy. Burrata is not a salad. <laughs> uh, Steph has a very interesting relationship with her in-laws. Take a break from social. <laughs> no, I love, love them. I love
0: them. I love. Them.
2: <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. <laughs> I really do. Marla is going to have a really fun time
0: editing this episode. <laughs> I know. Actually, we should pay Marla at this point. Like I should pay Marla. At no, this point. no. I, love Marla. I will but send you. No I will... And find me my
4: husband and we're, and we're even. <laughs> oh, Okay, fine. No problem. But yeah. Thank you
1: so much, Steph. This was amazing. So happy that we could bring you on as our last guest for season two way
2: to close out
1: yes we love you you're the best you guys should definitely follow Steph because she's hilarious
2: yeah and yeah make sure to comment some fun character impressions for her
4: oh that that would be fun I love you guys thank you so much for having me and just for being the absolute sweetest
0: truly because you're just a smug boy you're just a smug. Another boy, cause you're just a smart boy. You're just a smart boy. That's not enough, boy. Don't need another, another sharp boy.